A very good day to all of our listeners. Again, this is Abraham Foss of For Your Good Ministries International. Today we're going to continue this being episode 5 of our current series, which we've called The Law of First Reference. What does that mean? It means what do we, what do we refer to firstly and foremostly any context, situation, decision-making process of our lives. What would be wisdom's counsel as to that that represents our starting point, our first point of reference in anything and everything in our lives? Well, in the series we spoke about Genesis 1 verse 1, where we spoke about in the beginning God. We spoke from John chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the Word. That is the law of first reference. In anything and everything in our lives, a starting point is to refer to the Word of God in the very beginning. That would be wisdom's counsel. So before we're starting a new season, we go to the Word of God. We study out the Word of God in that context that we're about to embark on. We get a foundation of its truth. We begin to apply it and live in it. So that when we now start that new season, we are already established in, on, and upon the Word of God. So the law of first reference is that in the beginning, we go to the Word of God. How that would have averted so much struggle and heartache, pain and anguish in my life in years gone by. Because in years gone by, I went with my so-called wisdom. Which wasn't a wisdom that lined up to God's Word. And so in those contexts or areas or seasons of my life, I found destruction was my outworking. But when I learned of the law of first reference, I went back to the Word of God in my seasons of demise and applied the Word of God by faith. I became a doer of God's Word. And as God's Word guarantees and promises will be the result, so prosperity in those given areas And good success became the fruit of my life. As it would be in your life, so too would it be in mine. Because the Word of God is no respect of persons. Its application brings about God's result in the contexts of every single person's life. So God is always for us. God is never against us. God's desire, as Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, is that we would live in the abundant life, the overflowing, superfluous life that actually even represents the very life of God himself and the representation of heaven itself. For his kingdom has come to know what his kingdom is because his kingdom lives in us, is to go to the word of God and find out how does the kingdom operate. And when we apply the kingdom's operation in our lives, we're now living in the kingdom of God in every context of our lives. We spoke about why we perish or we fail. Isaiah 4 verse 6 says it's because of a lack of knowledge. In other words, knowing God's word and there and therefrom applying God's word. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verses 31 and 32, If we abide in the word, we are his disciples And we'll know the truth, and that truth will make us or set us free from past destructions. 
Joshua said in Joshua chapter 1 verses 8 and 9, he said that this book, the Bible, Scripture, the counsel of God's Word, should not depart from our mouths. We should speak the Word of God because it's seed planted that brings about God's result. And that we should meditate on the Word of God day and night, he says. He says why? That you may observe to do. Doing is our faith step. Because what we believe and trust we'll always do. He said that you may observe to do according to all that is written in the Word of God. Why? Because this will be your result, your fruit, your outworking. For then, by doing the Word of God, for then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. God's heart is that we will have good success. So let's approach this from a slightly different angle yet again. As we continue with episode 5. In Psalm 1, again with interest, it makes reference at the beginning of all Psalms, of which there are 150 Psalms. But in Psalm 1 verse 1, we see the law first reference again, as you will find so often throughout every book in the Bible. Many books of the Bible will bring you back to the law first reference. So in Psalm chapter 1, in verse 1, and then we'll read to verse 3, and then we'll just expound as we read. It says, Blessed is the man. Now, no doubt both you and I want to live in God's blessed estate. So you have the psalmist at the very get-go saying, Blessed is the man. Well, when I read blessed is the man, I want to know which man is it that's blessed. So he says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Well, who are the ungodly? All of those who counsel contrary to godliness or counsel contrary to the word of God. And so the ungodly, firstly and foremostly, talks of those who don't know God. But there's a sense in which even those of us who know God can give ungodly counsel if the counsel is not the word of God. I recently counseled a couple who'd been married for close to 40 years. They've had so many struggles and I was astounded when they said to me of the previous nine or ten pastors they'd been to, I was the first pastor. So pastor number 10 or 11, I was the first pastor that counseled them according to the word of God. All the others had given their thoughts and what they could do and what they should or shouldn't do, but never referred to the word of God. Well, that astounds me because that, even as a pastor, is ungodly counsel. Any counsel we give is only counsel when it's God's word. So blessed is the man who walks not, that's quoted again in the absolute. This man has concluded, I'm not walking in the counsel of the ungodly. So blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners. Sinners are those who are in error of God's ways. They're trespass. They are side of God's way. So this blessed man doesn't stand, in other words, doesn't converse with, doesn't glean from to the point of which he will apply counsel that's not of God. He says, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Who are the scornful? Those who, who, who frown upon God's word, who scoff at God's word, who disregards God's word. This man 
who remains in a blessed estate, has made a decision that he will not sit in the seat of the scornful. Those are contrary or enter God's word, is not finding his habitation there. It says in verse 2, but his delight is. What is his delight? What does he open himself up to? What does he embrace or glean from? It says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. In other words, in scripture, in the word of God. That's his, his delight. Why? Because it brings about a delightful resultant outworking or fruit. Of course he wants this, this blessed man, who I trust is both you and I. But you could say then, but our delight, yours and mine, but our delight is in the Word of God. We refer to the Word of God firstly. That's our delight. Why? Because it's going to bring us to a prosperous outworking and will result in good success, as Joshua says in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. But his delight is in the Word of God. And in the Word of God, he meditates day and night, much like Joshua said. There's a meditation, there's a contemplation, there's a consideration of the Word of God. Why would he consider the Word of God? Because he knows it will bring about a guaranteed result of good success. He says of this man, this blessed man, he shall be like, so he has a simile, what will he be like? He shall be like a tree planted, established, immovable. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. The Word of God is also referred to as water. We wash with the word of God, says Ephesians chapter 5. So he shall be like a tree planted, established by the rivers of water. I was always fed, always sustained, nutrition of the word of God, always feeding this tree or this person. That brings forth its fruit in season. Because Mark chapter 4 tells us the word of God first produces a blade, then an ear, then the full corn in the ear. In other words, as we trust and keeping on, in keeping on applying the word of God, we gain to get fruit in its season. So this blessed man knows this and is now living in this. So he's planted by the rivers of water that brings forth what? Its fruit, the fruit of the word of God, which is to prosper and have good success. That brings forth its fruit in its season. And this man is now described as thus in verse 3, in verse 3b it says, whose leaf also shall not or never wither. This leaf or this fruit, this product, this outworking, is always vibrant and full of life. It says, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does, there's the key, is to be a doer of the word. And whatever he does, in other words, the application, the appropriation of God's word, and whatever he does, aligned to the word of God, not the counsel of the ungodly, but the word of God and whatever he does, you could say in accordance with this word that releases life and good success and whatever he does shall. In other words, there's no other outcome. It has to be. It will be. It can only be. And whatever he does shall prosper. We want that. I want that. You want that. The word of God guarantees that. So again, the law of first reference is to go to the word of God. In any season, in any context, may I say in the good, preferably, but even in the bad and even in the ugly. Go to the word of God, it will take you out of the ugly, it will take you out of the bad and bring you to the good, God's intention of good success for you. So the law of first reference, go to the word of God, trust and apply it and you shall prosper.
So this again is Abraham Foss of Four Your Good Ministries International, bidding you a blessed week by the application of God's Word. Visit us on our website, www.foryourgood.net or send us an email to info at foryourgood.net. Love to hear from you. Until next week, when we continue with episode 6 of the Law of First Reference. Again, this is Abraham Foss, bidding you a blessed week by the application in faith of the Word of God.